This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon, where every Sunday, including this Sunday, July 4th, you get an extra episode of Says Who. Me and Maureen coming at you if you are a 5 or $10 a month backer on our Patreon. If you give it that 10 bucks a month level, you also get a sticker every month as a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. And you enjoy things. Patreon.com slash says who. A dingity ding, 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 ding. That's the bell ringing for books. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Look, the box in the woods. What can I tell you? It's a summertime book. Get it. Get it. Get that book. I finished See, it. I stayed up past midnight. What? Reading that book. And then yesterday, the teen didn't come out of his bedroom for a couple hours in the morning. He was finishing it up. And did it. What did he think? He liked it. Well, you wouldn't say otherwise, would you? No, but he did. It's and got- in fact, he was like, and I'm bummed that there isn't another one I can read right now. Well, uh, it's getting to the point where as people have read it now, I'm getting text messages like I'm on page such and such. And that's always exciting. That is. But, you know, when you get it, uh, you get uh, every purchase of the box in the woods you get and you enter the um, uh, you enter the special code in the back of the book on the says who backslash blue apron backslash boxes. What you'll you get about? free 700 meals so. from blue apron. Each That's one made up is camp or and or murder themed and one will kill you. So get on that. That's all made up. But. If you do not yet have a copy of The Box in the Woods, or if you need to get a bunch for friends, for gifts, for summertime, putting out on the ground to lay out on, or whatever you need a book for, go to bookshop.org slash shop slash says who and support independent bookshops and this very podcast by buying your books there instead of at the big one that is not great on the internet. If you know anybody who's going camping, it'd be super funny to get them a copy of this book before they go. It's true. It's true. And if you need stuff like shirts or mugs or what have you, you can go to merch.saysupodcast.com and get that stuff. Get that stuff. Oh, boy. Hello? What? Where's that? Where's that coming from? Rudy. Was it? Where? Where? Rudy. Where are you? What? What? Steve? I hear you. Where are you coming Rudy. from? Where are your you coming? Look in your pocket. What? Pants, Steve? What? How are you in my pants? Speak. I don't want that image in my head. Why are you in my pants, Steve? Stop saying that. Pants, Steve. I goodbye. Wait, don't go. What? Well, since you're here, in my pants. Stop saying that. I got a, I got a question for you. What do you want? Rudy? Do you are you a lawyer by chance? I need a, I need a lawyer. Well, I didn't want to talk to you at first, but this interests me. Why do you want a lawyer, Rudy? Well, I mean, it's just it's not. It's not a big deal, because I'm 
you're a lawyer, right? Well, yeah, I'm a lawyer, but um, I'm, there's been a little setback here, Steve. Oh, what kind of a setback? Well, I've been, uh, I've been temporarily. Let me, let me emphasize that part. Temporarily been disbarred. Oh, 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 oh no. So oh. I need, I need a lawyer because there are a couple of, right. couple of things that I'm, I'm kind of, kind of embroiled in. Oh, that sounds serious. Yeah, just so I... Whoa, was that a, a demon dog? I got... Uh, got it, well, yeah, I mean... That doesn't uh, sound great. It's got, it's got three heads that guards my door. Jesus Christ, Dave. Well, and it also one guards my boat. Fuck. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, you gotta know about maritime law, right? Well, sure, Rudy, I can help you. Does that apply in my case, maybe? New York's an island. Yeah. Technically, it's on the water. Right. No, no, no. I could totally help you. It's not. Even though I'm I'm temporarily disbarred, it's not like I can't come up with a legal strategy, and I think that claiming that New York's on an island Mm. is going to get us into the realm of maritime law, and everyone knows... (laughs) Oh, it's okay. Then anything goes in maritime law. Service, it's okay. Listen, uh, here's what I need you to do. I'm gonna need you. Yeah. Just, uh, just hit a button here. I'm gonna need you to, to just tell me out loud all the bad things you've done. Well, I mean, okay, so, well, there was the stuff with the Ukraine. Right. Be specific. Obviously. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, just, Steve, you were there. You know, they got the Ukraine stuff. There's this turkey stuff that I thought people didn't know about, but now they're starting to know about it. So there's that turkey stuff. There's all of the election stuff, that stuff. It's a little iffy. It's a little iffy, but I think that, again, I think if we go with maritime law. Right. Everyone knows that in maritime law, elections don't count. Well, here's how. Uh, well, as it turns out, I am a maritime lawyer. If you uh, think, if you think big picture, Steve. So here's what I'm going to need you to do. Yeah. Uh, you're going to come. Uh, I'm going to meet you, okay. and we're going to set up yeah. a, a video camera, uh, and you're just going to bring all the details of all on. the stuff you've done. Hang on, can you can you lower my pants for me, please? Come on, can you do that? All right. Yeah, I just have a hard time hearing him. Cause just bring. Lower him down. Sorry. Andrew's holding my pants in front of my face. Took him off so he could talk. I don't love that. All right. I just, uh, you know, come over. You know, wear pants. And you're going to record Can't. all the pants. things you've done. You're going to bring all kinds of uh, receipts and documents yeah. and yeah, information. You bring all yeah, that with you. I didn't find that stuff. Oh, good. Bring that all with you. in my pants. Oh, just, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? All right, well, I'll meet you soon. Remember, just to just bring everything. Can I wear a captain's hat? Oh, yeah. You okay. should definitely wear a captain's All right. hat. Great. See you soon, Rudy. All right, see you, Steve. Thanks for the help. <laughs> Thanks for doing me a solid. Oh, yeah, a real solid. <laughs>
Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I am Warren Johnson. And I am Dan Sinker. A little trill in that. Well, what? A little trill. Hi. Hi. Just feeling kind of operatic. Mostly it's Rudy gives the roll throw to work out. <clears throat> Nothing sounds normal afterwards in my head. Well, uh, I'm coming to you from a different room today, Dan. Yeah, I noticed you're like in a colorful room. Yeah. a shelf next to you. This is yep. not your office. No, I'm in the living room. Wow. Just lounging. Well, I'm in, the li- I'm in the living room because I'm here. Uh, Oscar has t- gone into his office for a couple of hours. I thought his office was the living room. Well, no, his, uh, the building, like the old, the place that he used to go every day. Oh, whoa. Like a real office. He has gone in for a couple of hours. He's, he's been in maybe two or three times. Wow. Total. Like, I guess starting since May or something that they occasionally go in and kind of look around, kind of, it's been clean because it gets cleaned all the time, but you know, still it's like the Pompeii of offices where it's everything is still out from last March and stuff. Yeah. And they kind of look around and go, can we still work in here? And like, Oh, okay. Whoa. Well, as you can see, thank you, Dexy. Dex. Dex. I'm here with uh, Dexy. And uh, the reason we, as uh, you guys will know, uh, we did not record yesterday as we should have in a little late. Uh, and that is my fault because yesterday e- everything happened. <laughs> everything. It's um, like my DMs were sort of a constant stream of misery. Well, confusion, certainly. Uh, over the weekend, um, even as I was recording with you, uh, I was suffering from a stomach bug. Yep. And, um, I was not well on Saturday. I, basically, I got through. I, I, my body gave me enough energy to record, and then I literally hung up and ran <laughs> to throw up. It, I, it was, and then my my decline was precipitous. But um, it, that, that largely passed. But it took a couple of days to kind of wear off. Yeah. So I'm like today. I had a a a sandwich, a relatively plain sandwich, but that was progress. So uh, I had some food, but then on uh, Monday night, we were, we walked the decks uh, right before bed. You know, she goes out around nine o'clock and then she's usually good for the night, but then she signaled at 11 that she needed to go out and then she signaled at 1130 and then she signaled at 12 and then she signaled at 130 and then uh, long story short, nine times. Oh my word. Um, and that's nine times up and down an elevator. Yeah, that's nine times. Jesus, putting on some clothes, like pulling on some shorts. Yeah, and it, I guess around four in the morning, I had to look down just to make sure I was wearing the shorts. I thought I was like, <laughs> I could actually have come out without my shorts on. It's entirely possible. Um, and she had a real like poor thing. Like her insides were just roiled by some nasty, nasty GI bug mm. as well. Mm. And uh, I had to take her to the vet first thing yesterday morning. And so she got some medicine and that has calmed her system down. But we had a, a sick pup on our hands. It was feeling much better. 
And then we also had like, like stuff, ha- like there was other stuff going on. It was the day it, it was, I, no, I'd liken it to Dan. If you've ever seen, um, uh, photos of the cheese rolling competitions that they have in the UK where they roll a wheel of cheese down a hill and then people chase after it and whoever catches the cheese wins. Yeah, I'm familiar with the... And then they just start... Basically, it's just people falling down a hill trying to catch a wheel of cheese. That is what yesterday looked like. Ugh. So um, my apologies. I tried. I was like, I think I can do this. And then I was like, I don't know what's happening. It's all right. We're here. It's a day later. It is uh, July 1st, says Uvians. Yeah. The very first day of July. Whoa, Dexy. And Maureen, I have just a quick bit of book news before we get into the big news of the day, which is uh, the CEO of Simon & Schuster yesterday in an interview revealed that John Bolton, you'll remember mustachioed wingnut warhawk uh, member of the Trump administration turned critic of the Trump administration released a book last year Mm. that uh, the Trump administration at least for a little bit delayed the release of finally it came out it was called The Room Where It Happened borrowing from the old uh, Hamilton but was revealed yesterday that John Bolton wanted to call it something else Maureen Johnson his proposal for the name of his book was A Hard Pounding. (laughs) What? Well, he wanted to call it A Hard Pounding, which is apparently a quote from the Duke of Wellington. Naturally, that's what everyone thinks of when they hear A Hard Pounding. When someone at Simon & Schuster noted the sexual reference in the title, Mm. quote, he told us that our minds were in the gutter. So John Bolton's an idiot. Well, I I mean, that was established before, but now we have a new measure of it. I mean. (laughs) It does feel like we deserved that book to be called a hard pounding. Oh, After everything we went through, and by we, I mean the entire country. Right. Having a book called A Hard Pounding. I think it's not so much that John Bolton wanted to call it that. It's that Simon & Schuster actually got their shit together enough to realize that that was a bad title. How far do you think it went? Was it like a junior designer Doing like a final color proof of the cover that was like, guys, uh, yeah, I do. I think that, well, no, I think it got to the editor. I think that the people up top who buy these, this terrible shit and the senior editor who clearly buys this terrible shit. Yeah. We're all like hard pounding. Fantastic. Sounds like a real man's book. And then they were all fine with it. (laughs) And then like the first person, who had to actually work on it was like, this fucking book is called, it's a hard, you call this book a hard pounding? Is there, is this a, am am I missing something? Like, is this, yeah, it's called a hard pounding. It's a book for, uh, for uh, Americans. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my heart grew a few sizes when I saw that. It feels like we were robbed. I mean, 
it definitely got through at least two people oh, at the easily. upper echelons. Yeah. These are the people that actively signed up, people like Milo. Yeah. So they're not... Um, these are not the best or the brightest. <laughs> it's true. These are some people that really failed upwards, but... Yeah, that's pretty much any industry. If you look at the top, it's just a real, real straight line from shitty people at the bottom, straight up. And I say that as someone in publishing, I just know that it does seem like Simon & Schuster was absolutely hell-bent on one division of it. There's loads of good people at Simon & Schuster. Yeah. And people at all these different publishing houses who have walked out and done things to make sure that, like, for example, that the Woody Allen biography, autobiography, didn't get published from their house. Right. Or whatever. Um, but there is a, there's just a couple people there that are just, I mean, the Hitler's ghost could come back and they'd be like, but what's the point? Like, why, why not? Sure, we'll publish it. Yeah. Why not? Free why speech. Not? But draw the line at a hard pounding, apparently. Speaking of a hard pounding, Maureen. What? <laughs> by uh, by the time this episode comes out, we are recording this on Wednesday the 30th, about midday. Likely by the time this episode is heard by most people, the people that listen to it early in Europe, or late, I guess, in the day in Europe, notwithstanding, there will be charges brought against the Trump organization and likely its chief financial officer, Alan Weisselberg. The Wall Street Journal reporting today, again, Wednesday the 30th, that those charges are coming tomorrow. Uh, We knew that they were likely coming this week. Manhattan District Attorney Cy Vance uh, met with, or prosecutors from Vance, I don't know if Vance himself was there, probably, with prosecutors met with uh, lawyers representing Trump and the Trump org uh, both last Thursday and this Monday to sort of give them a heads up and allow them a chance to uh, refute some stuff, because that's apparently what you do when you're a white-collar crime prosecutor. You get little sit-downs, let them know what you got. Anyway... Uh, charges are coming, and it seems to be that they are going to be some level of tax evasion charges uh, against the org and uh, and at least Weisselberg. Um, Trump himself likely will not be charged in this group uh, of charges and expect the usual claptrap of full exoneration as a result on that. Uh, The focus on Weisselberg is likely because they've been trying to get him to flip for quite a while now, and he hasn't. Um, The hope is that bringing charges against him uh, will help him convince him. Now, what what possible charges could you bring Weisselberg up on? Uh, The Washington Post back in April reported that his son, Barry, who manages an ice rink on Trump property, gets paid a $200,000 a year salary, plus a $40,000 yearly bonus, and gets a free apartment. It seems to be sort of part and parcel uh, for what they are looking at generally, that these things are uh, unreported income, that the Trump org is not... uh, 
is not declaring these things as income. The people that are getting them are not declaring them as income, but they are absolutely income. We also know that Matthew Calamari, the impossibly named chief operating officer of the Trump organization, was told that he should lawyer up as well. Uh, for very similar reasons, there is uh, investigation into unreported earnings like massive bonuses, apartments and cars, not just for him, but also for his son. Uh, Matthew Calamari, you might remember from an earlier episode, rose through the ranks of the Trump organization to the chief operating officer, having been hired in the 80s as a security officer because Trump saw him beat up two hecklers at the U.S. Open in 1981. He uh, was hired as personal security. He then became the head of surveillance for the Trump organization at one point, bragging that he had a switchboard in Mar-a-Lago where he could listen to all calls in every room. He is now the chief operating officer, which is uh, not usually where you land when you start as the head of security. And his son is now the head of security. His son, I would guess, sort of like Alan Weisselberg's son, getting free apartments and bonuses and all of that sort of thing. You know, there, there, it always has shocked me how the randomness of getting hired by Trump. Yeah. You know, Michael Cohen and Matthew Cohen, like they just kind of collect these people. It's like, it's like he might hire someone because the, the guy ate all the shrimp at a Red Lobster or something. Definitely. It's just like... Yeah, it was like, hey, you know what? It was all you can eat shrimp and you literally ate all of it. You're hired. You're hired. You're going to be my new uh, 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 chief uh, chief financial officer. Maybe that's how Weisselberg got the job to begin with. Uh, so uh, you just house that plate of shrimp scampi. You're hired. I mean, it's possible. It's possible. It is not. It is. While unlikely, it is not impossible. I uh, I said the word shrimp scampi, Maureen, and then my stomach took a little flip. Right. Because uh, years ago now, I was on a book tour with um, the authors Joe Mino and Derek McCormick. And we were oh. mostly, we were staying at uh, people's houses and things like that on the tour. Mostly we were driving the whole thing. And uh, we were staying there was an event in Philly and we were staying on the New Jersey side in a motel. We were all in one motel room. Oh, sorry. And, uh, brag. And I think I was leaving the, after the Philly, I think I was flying home. And, um, so we were like, let's have a, let's have a nice night out. Let's go to red lobster. And, uh, they, uh, and it was, you know, slightly a joke, but also we had literally been eating like rolls from the, you know, gas stations uh and they had all you can eat shrimp and i took me years before i could eat shrimp again and even just talking about it kind of makes me feel a little bad anyway (laughs) it's neither here nor there but uh after meeting with the um with prosecutors on monday trump's lawyer ronald fischetti Uh, was very quick to tell press that charges would not include campaign finance violations over the Stormy Stormy Daniels hush money payment that sent Michael Cohen to jail. Quote, we asked, is there anything else? Fischetti told Politico. They said no. Then another quote, it's like the Shakespeare play Much Ado About Nothing. 
this is so small that I can't believe I'm going to have to try a case like this. Mm-hmm. Now, Maureen, I'm not the most well-read person, but isn't much ado about nothing, basically about tricking and double-crossing people left and right? Yes. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> Just checking. Fischetti added, quote, it's crazy that that's all they had. These people, they say these things out loud, don't they? <laughs> they do. <laughs> like, hey, you know what? I got to tell you, I we were doing so much criming. They didn't get any of it. In fact, I was like, fuck, you didn't, you didn't get this? You didn't get that? I just, That's weird. So, it was all right there. It was yeah, all right there. Shit. Here, I left make some, you a map. Yeah. I touched that stuff. I, my fingerprints were all over it. I don't know. Whatever these initial charges are, again, as we record, we are just basing this on a Wall Street Journal report that they're coming. Uh, they are going to be initial charges. This is, seems to be the strategy is let's round up at least Weisselberg, maybe Calamari, maybe a few other people, see if we can get any of them to flip. Uh, but I will certainly say we will hear some sort of statement or we won't because I don't even know where they come now from the former president. Uh, crowing that he was vindicated no matter what happens. They come from, there's a crack in the ground that a voice comes out of, like a little <laughs> speech bubble. <laughs> oh. But it's important to remember uh, that this is not the first time that a Trump business has been cross- prosecuted by New York. Right after Election Day 2016, Trump University settled a fraud case with the state of New York for a $25 million settlement. And in 2018, the Trump Foundation was dissolved and paid $2 million in fines from a suit brought by New York Attorney General Barbara Underwood. So a long line at this point of uh, cases against the Trump org and associated Trump organizations. Well, Dan, do you think we're going to see some some charges against Trump directly at some point? I am a skeptic on that, um, largely because he seems to have sort of a preternatural talent for wiggling out of situations that seem ironclad. Um, you know, he will throw any and everyone under the bus before it gets to him. Dojo and Eric are currently running the Trump org, so <laughs> that could get interesting fast depending on uh, on how Weisselberg goes. But I, I am skeptical that we will actually see real charges against Trump. I, I just went over because I wanted to tell you something else that's happening at the moment, but Trump just came up in the, my feed and he's apparently sitting somewhere ranting about a cognitive test. Oh, like perfect. he's, you know, he's just a, I I do think he will eventually get charged for something, but I think that uh, it'll be like two to three years when no one really gives a shit about him anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly that's certainly possible. I also do think that generally this type of stuff is often meted out in fines versus jail time, you know, and there is sort of an open question as to how much fines how many fines the Trump organization can actually handle and it may end up sending them bankrupt depending on what it all ends up looking like in the long run. But Maureen Johnson, uh, the, the trouble that the Trump organization is about to go through 
is uh, not the main focus of this week, because this week, Maureen Johnson, Rudy Giuliani, had his law license suspended in New York State. <sighs> Dan, this was a... This was quite a moment. It was. So, uh, it... Uh, whatever body is in charge of this type of thing ruled on Thursday that he quote made demonstrably false and misleading statements while fighting. Yeah, I know while fighting the results of the 2020 election quote, the seriousness of respondents, uncontroverted misconduct cannot be overstated. This country is being torn apart by continued attacks on the legitimacy of the 2020 election and of our current president. And, uh, they stopped him from being able to practice law in New York state. He uh, faces disciplinary proceedings. He can fight the suspension. It's going to take a few months till we know the final results. The results could be uh, a reinstatement with a warning or some kind of fine. It could also be a full disbarment. The big question is he is also licensed to practice law in Washington, D.C., And this only applies to New York, but it could well trigger a review in Washington, D.C. as well. The New York Times, in a wonderfully written paragraph, points out that the practical implications of Rudy not being able to practice law in New York are pretty minimal. Quote, although Mr. Giuliani started his own law firm in 2019, it has been decades since he regularly argued in courtrooms. Before Mr. Giuliani became Trump's lawyer, he was running his own security consulting business. More recently, he has hosted a radio show and appeared in cigar commercials. I forgot about the security thing. (laughs) Yeah, cybersecurity. I forgot about the cybersecurity. <laughs> Noted cybersecurity expert, Rudy Giuliani. Uh, it is certainly, though, an ignoble end for the guy who at one point was the chief federal prosecutor for the New York district. The very people that are investigating him uh, on other things. But rushing to Rudy's defense last week was none other than his son, New York gubernatorial candidate Andrew Giuliani, who decided that the best way to defend his father was to record a stammering defense in a parking lot. I mean, it's that video brought us all so much joy. It is true. The best I can figure out is he. He was in a tall SUV, put his phone, like propped his phone up on the roof because 95% of the entire frame is trees. He's like this little head and he's like a head and just the, just the (laughs) smallest hint of shoulders at the bottom right of the frame. Look, Find yourself someone who loves you like the members of the Giuliani family love yelling in parking lots. That's what I say. The acoustics are just great. They just, there's something about this family. This family loves chaos and they, they just, they make, they zig where others zag. Some people would say, give a press conference in an indoor space that's set up for it, like a ballroom or any other place with a table and microphones. The Giuliani say, 
go to a parking lot, preferably a somewhat abandoned one with a weird view in the background and start screaming. Scream at the clouds, scream into the wind, scream into the void, Giuliani's. Yell and rage and blow your cheeks. Go for it. Do what you need to do and do it within the bounds of a parking space. Go! Stand between two unevenly parked Toyotas, maybe near a crematorium or just sort of at a roadside area that looks like it might be a rest stop somewhere along the turnpike with a dog peeing in the background. Go, Giuliani's yell about how you've been wronged. Do it at a weird angle. Do it with shit running down your face. Do it with your hand on your pants. Go forth, Giuliani's and Giuliani. <laughs> is what I say. I think you're right. Um, speaking of Andrew Giuliani. And Maureen must Johnson, we? I think we must because uh, it is not looking good oh, for his gubernatorial no. bid. What? I know. Some sort of meeting of the New York Republican Party this week uh, where they did uh, some some kind of straw poll vote for potential gubernatorial candidates. He received zero votes. And, Andrew? Uh, I know, I know. To put that into perspective, 10% of all votes were abstaining from voting, making that simply not voting was significantly more popular than Andrew Giuliani. Republican Lee Zeldin was the overwhelming favorite with 85%. Also, the idea of, you know, New York Republican, it is a little bit funny. Yes. Yes. But um, that wonderful video was transformed oh. by someone who superimposed the image of the interior of a Taco Bell drive through window. Yeah. Just that little face of his, just the, the beautiful s stillness of the image of the superimposed Taco Bell in her uh, window with his just yelling and just <laughs> peer, like kind of getting closer and further away. And you start to believe it once you watch that video a couple of times, as I did with those little, that image of the window, I was like, maybe he was in front of a Taco Bell. Like it just, <laughs> it's his life. Given the Giuliani history, it's as likely as anything else it's and true. is possibly a better choice because at least there's a microphone in there and somebody <laughs> listening. <laughs> because truly the last super important press conference that any one of these motherfuckers gave was in the parking lot of a home and garden center yeah, next to a crematorium off the side of a turnoff of I-95. I mean, why not yell into the window of a Taco Bell? Someone will hear you, and it's probably being recorded. The thing about all these fuckers, Maureen, is they their complete contempt for any level of attention to detail is the thing that both makes me the most nuts mm -hmm. and the most jealous. Yeah. 
because I sweat every fucking detail for you shit do. that doesn't matter. You do. And then these guys are just like, I'm contesting a presidential election. Fuck it. Find me a shitty landscaping company. Oh, my dad just got disbarred. Cool. I'm going to pull over real quick and just do this right here. Like they're, they have no care whatsoever. I will go through like 25 different fonts for a thing that literally the only person that will ever see it is me. It's true. He does. He really, really, really does. And yet these guys with more power than I will ever see in my life, more people watching them than I will ever see in my life are just like, fuck it. I don't care. Well, last night, Dan, also large adult son, Don Jr. Released a video of his own, which now, Dan, I've never done cocaine. Dan, I've never even seen cocaine. Me neither. But I think that if cocaine talked, it would sound like Don Jr. did in that video. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's what cocaine is. <laughs> it was somehow a defense of his father's and the Trump org's business practices, right? Yeah. And Don, I mean, points for at least being indoors. Yeah. He seemed to be in a kitchen or something. Or something. I mean, it's hard to tell because they all have that shitty sense of design that's like right. peak, peak 1990, let's call it six. And it's kind of the track lighting and the, you know, kind of brass touches on everything. And it's, you know, they've, they've all got that shitty, it, it, you know what I mean? It's that shitty sense of design. Well, let's be clear. It's likely, as we have learned this week, that they are in free apartments funded and furnished by the Trump organization. Which is all. Yeah. Which is last furnished in 1990. Exactly. Which it was itself a throwback of peak 1986. Right. Like sort of Studio 54. Yeah. Which it was itself a throwback of 1978. <laughs> Except I think they changed the like the like the color from like a silver to a brass. Right. That is largely it. Yeah. And uh, he's just shouting, just shouting. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> kind of <laughs> talking. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's how this is how <laughs> that's how that's how they sound to me. <laughs> they got that bro stutter laugh. It's like it's, it's so stupid. <laughs> Stupid, 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 like a, like a, like a bad James Brown. Well, Maureen, it's not even done for Rudy this week. Same day that he was disbarred, his lawyers, thankfully he had lawyers and didn't, wasn't himself, had to show up for a check-in on the defamation suit against him by Dominion Voting Systems. That is a that is a defamation suit where they are suing him for over a billion dollars. That seems great. Uh, and excerpts from a forthcoming book called "Frankly, We Did Win This Election: The Inside Story of How Trump Lost" by Wall Street Journal reporter Michael Bender. Excerpts came out that offered a look at the relationship between Trump and Rudy as the fallout from the election intensified. Quote, Trump would needle the former mayor for falling asleep on flights and joke about Giuliani's constant use of his iPad. Trump would say, quote, he's looking at cartoons. 
Despite the near-constant insults, Giuliani, quote, seemed to crave the attention and would often physically jockey with other aides and advisors to sit next to Trump at dinner or on the plane. Says one uh, aide in the book, quote, Rudy never wanted to be left out. If you were ever between Rudy and the president, look out. You were going to get trampled. Are you surprised? I'm not. I'm not surprised. I also fully believe that Rudy was looking at cartoons. And boobies. Well, I'm thinking like, uh, what was the 70s? Fritz the Cat? Yeah, that one. Just a bunch of art crumb stuff that he doesn't understand. X-rated cartoons from the 70s. I'll tell you something, Dan. I can't look at those things. No. I can't look at any like adult cartoons um, because they, I have a true and genuine phobia. Like a, I also can't watch, for example, um, Yellow Submarine by the Beatles. Wait, the movie. what is the phobia of? There's something about that, like certain styles of cartoons. Oh, that like sort of psychedelic 70s cartooning where people's proportions are weird and or, or, or things the, suddenly yeah. faces emerge out of nowhere. And, and things are, and it, but it's adult kind of themes yeah. even though even though yellow submarine i love the beatles and it is entirely benign yeah um it it, it frightens me on a level so deep that wow. that oh yeah i can't i can't look at it at all wow it genuinely it's a it, it's a fear i can't even put a name to that is something yeah it fucks me up all these years and i'm learning new things about you mm-hmm. like the like my my childhood habit of writing patriotic poetry. Um, <laughs> coming coming to this weekend's Town Watch. Oh, that's not out yet. No. That that was, I surprised Dan with facts about me. You sure did. You sure did. Well, Maureen Johnson, that is not all. What? From Rudy's Week. Jesus, this guy. Because ABC News reported yesterday that Rudy is now being investigated by the Justice Department for possibly improperly lobbying for Turkey. A hundred percent he didn't think that was the country. <laughs> he kept walking up to, what, Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue giving a real knowing nod. Like, yeah. got it. I got it. You're the Don't real worry, white. Sonny, I got it. That's Sonny, a real white meat, about. huh? Ah. Yeah, and uh, as ABC News says, that is a separate investigation from the one the Justice Department has going, investigating him improperly lobbying for Ukraine. Rudy, 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 what were you doing with, what were his days like, Dan? Honestly, I would like us to just sit and think for a moment what his days were, were like. I mean, it just seems exhausting to me. But seriously, like his job was that he was an advi- was he an advisor to Trump? Was he a he was the he was the president's personal lawyer, Maureen. I mean, <laughs> early in the early in the Trump administration, he had a um, advisory position where he was advising on cybersecurity. At some point, I think that that was handed off to Jared. Uh, who, by the way. Divergence. This is actually from the same book, uh, which sounds like it's going to be just a real trash fire of a book, but uh, a a entertaining one. Jared and Ivanka 
in Iowa in 2016 attending the Republican caucuses. And uh, Ivanka had put together the day before, had released a video explaining to Iowa caucus goers how to caucus for Trump. Somebody walked up to them and said, what am I supposed to do? They apparently both gave this person deer in headlights looks. Uh, It was pointed out to Ivanka that she had just released a video and she was like, yeah, but I just read the script. Um, And then in front of this person, Jared Kushner whips out his phone and Googles how to caucus. I mean, look, Jared is a simple creature. (laughs) But I mean, we do know about Rudy that he did at least appear to spend a good portion of his days at the Trump steakhouse Mm -hmm. with a a plaque with like he carried his own desk plaque with him. He and did. would go to a table and put out a desk black and do lawyer work at a restaurant table. Mm-hmm. Like somebody, like somebody doing a freelance gig, sitting with, you know, when you sit with your laptop at a coffee shop and you're like, I'm just going to write here for a couple of hours. I mean, to be fair, I think you're, I think you're giving him a lot of credit when you refer to it as lawyer work. Well, I mean, look, lawyer work could be a lot of things and it could just <laughs> be drawing boobs. Like I don't. <laughs> Trying to figure out, uh, try just trying to buy more phones, uh, trying to figure out how to le- illegally download that Borat movie where he put his hands down his pants. Uh, just googling what is lawyer. Um, I don't know. Fuck it, I don't know, Dad. Cool parking lots to yell in. Par- great parking <laughs> lots of America. <laughs> looking up Yelp reviews for yep. various parking lots. Yeah. That one looks pretty good. That looks pretty remote. <laughs> that one's hard to get to both by me and the satellite truck. Let's do that one. Oh, look at that. Look at that cyclone fence in the background. Is that a trash bag on it? Let's do that. That one's got razor wire. Ah, uh, razor wire with a uh, plastic bag stuck in it. Perfect. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I think that Rudy's going to have himself quite a summer. So, this oh, it's officially Rudy Summer. Yeah, it's Rudy Summer for sure. How old is Rudy? He's not young. Okay, Let's but find out. How Let's old find is? Out. Let's be I'm like gonna, Jared and Google it. I'm gonna guess seventy-eight. Yeah, okay. I have to go really far into my writing of Rudy Giuliani to get his age because I've Googled him so many times. He is 77. You are pretty much right on the money. Just turned it May 28th. And how old is Trump? He's 76? right there. He's, I think he's 78. Is he? Oh, 75. Apologies. Yeah. He's a rough 75, though. He is a rough 75. <laughs> Though Rudy Giuliani is an extra rough 77. I mean, yeah, he's 77 going on 95. (laughs) He's 77 going on 177. 77 going on full embalmed. Dan, do you think that this summer we will see charges against Rudy? Truly? I mean... Are we going to charges against one of these motherfuckers this summer? Seems hard to imagine. That Rudy is going to somehow walk through these particular raindrops, but I won't believe it till it 
truly happens. How many of these crimes did Rudy even know were crimes? I mean, the most truly remarkable thing about Rudolph Giuliani is that he was the head of the Southern District of New York. Like, he prosecuted mm-hmm. many crimes. He was he did. Before he became the, you know, New York's mayor during September 11th, he was known as a, you know, take no prisoners, take down the mob prosecutor. Mm-hmm. And now he's this Rudy. Yeah, he... He, he, he busted, he was busting down the mob. Yeah. And then he joined a league with Donald Trump and the MyPillow guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Who is still out there. Oh, yeah. He's going to be the last one standing. Well, he's also being sued by Dominion Voting Systems. And something tells me that he does not have anywhere near the caliber of lawyer that Rudy does. The MyPillow guy? Yeah. Who lawyers the lawyer, Dan? <laughs> uh, is it the remaining, uh, is it Selino or Barnes? Is it Selino? Is it Barnes? One of them died. What? You know, know. Selino and Barnes, no, injury. I, is that just a New York thing? This is an East Coast thing, for oh. sure. Yeah, there's a, there's a firm called Selino and Barnes. It's like. It, uh, it's injury, injury attorneys. It's like 100, blah, 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 blah. And everybody called them, but one of them died in a small plane crash. So now it's just so you know, it just Barnes, and I can't remember which one it is. Dude, think about, think about the settlement that the other one got from that plane crash, though. I mean. Like, I've been training for this my whole life. Wow. Dan, is it going to mm. be a stupid summer? Oh, it already is a stupid summer. Speaking of stupid summer, if you are listening to us in uh, the Pacific Northwest or British Columbia, holy shit, I hope you're listening to us in a giant bath full of ice. 117 degrees? It was 120 in British Columbia. It was the same temperature yesterday in uh, some town, there are multiple towns in British Columbia as in Death Valley. It's not supposed to happen. No, it's really not. I do have friends there. Uh, some of my, so two of my friends that live there, uh, and hello if you're listening, guys, they checked into a hotel. Yeah. Because they're like, our house has no air conditioning. So it was not really safe to stay in the house. So they went to a hotel. Um, but uh, yeah. I guess the power grid it was also taxed and, also, apparently, these temperatures are supposed to continue through mid-July. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, here in the Chicago area, we went uh, we went into our basement from tornado warnings twice, which is the sum total of times that we'd done it before in 12 years, twice in a week. So uh, areas of Detroit are completely flooded out. It's, uh, it is stupid summer in full effect, for sure. Yeah. In so. every way, shape, and form. Take care, everybody. Uh, it's just Dan. Sometimes yes. things are not, you know. Look, we all have each other. <laughs> we do. And on that note, says who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who that very Patreon is where every single Sunday you get a whole nother one of these, including 
on July 4th, a day that most people mark as uh, America's Independence Day, but which I mark as the little one's birthday. So a little shout out to him. Little guy. Was the five-year-old, soon to be the six-year-old. My friend. With a very loose tooth, by the way. Oh. Yeah, about to, about to pop a tooth. Is he excited? Probably. He is very excited. Very excited. We had to do a bunch of like, what's the going right for the tooth fairy now? What is it? Apparently, according to Janice, it's $5. And what? I was like, I'm not paying fucking $5 for a tooth. How Fuck many that. teeth do people have? Like 200? A lot. That's like a real racket. Yeah. So. You should see if you can negotiate like a bulk rate. <laughs> I'll give you 25 for the mouth, kid. <laughs> anyway, July and I'll give 4th. You- 30 bucks if they're still attached to the jawbone. The next town watch, July 4th at patreon.com slash says who. And you just ignoring my joke I about. Was, it, it, I kind of was like, I'm pushing forward. And then halfway through pushing forward, I actually heard it in my head. And it made me <laughs> laugh. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. And you can email at Hey, that is H E Y at says who podcast.com. Join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. And if you want to join the fan run discord server, you can visit tinyurl.com slash says who discord. Spread the word, subscribe and leave stars and reviews on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen. And you can join us for our 200th episode. Oh boy. Holy shit. Eight episodes, Dan, eight episodes. Next week, we will be coming out once again on a Thursday uh, because I have something that can't be moved on that Tuesday. So Thursday, July 8th, episode 200. I felt old just saying that. July 8th. Just shaking my head, Dan. I know. From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. In September, it'll be five years, Dan. It sure will. It sure will. Eight weeks, Dan. Eight weeks. <laughs> well, you know, give or take years. And from a parking lot near you, I'm Maureen Johnson. This has been Says Who. Who? <laughs>